if you really want to get to where you want to be, you got to put these reps in. We always talk about level 10 meetings. I tell them you got to do 51 level 10 meetings a year. I'll give you Christmas off. But if you can put those reps in and really dig in deep and go for that 10 out of 10, you can usually get to where you want to be. Bill, the podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with my co-host, Benj Miller. And today we have Scott Rosneck with us from California. Scott, welcome to Traction Bill. Hey guys, happy uh, belated Thanksgiving. I guess it's after Thanksgiving, so I already messed up your podcast, right? Uh, we had a good Thanksgiving, but now we've got the holiday season upon us. We have annual season where we're all running around help, trying to help our clients. It's certainly a crazy time. But and, and we got a lot to cover here, and we're definitely Scott's got a book coming out. And we're going to let him talk about that. But I really want uh, everyone in Tractionville. You you, you got to get to know this cat. He is wild, but man, does he got a great story, um, and he is a phenomenal implementer. And Scott, so I think you know if you could just kind of give us the quick four one one. Who's Scott Russell? <laughs> I tell all my clients, if you want someone who's been in the trenches, can't say I've seen it all because you're going to see something new tomorrow. But if you want somebody who's dealt with adversity, worried about people, payroll, product at two in the morning, been to world-class sporting events and finished on the podium and failed mightily, if you really want to go through a coaching experience with someone like me, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So talk to us a little bit about um, I know that athletics has been a big part of your life. I know coaches and mentors have been a big part of your life, and, and you talk about that. Um, what's your experience been like having a coach or mentor? You know, Chris, the big thing for me is to have someone looking at me from a distance going, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Because what you're doing right now isn't exactly what you think you're doing. And if you could have someone, a coach or mentor who can poke you in the nose from time to time and correct you, because we're always, we always need a little bit of course correction. You can then start to enter races you're gonna win. Because you know this about Chris, me, Chris, I'm not gonna go on a race unless I'm gonna win. Yeah, I love your mindset. I love your mindset. Where does that come from? You know, I was a little kid growing up in Western Canada and I wasn't always the biggest kid, but I played a couple of years ahead of myself in hockey against the big- You were fast. I was fast, yeah. <laughs> And I just realized I was going to have to do things a little bit different and use my advantage, my ability to overcome adversity to get to where I wanted to be. And were you the, 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 the typical Canadian boy who's like, I'm going to the NHL, baby? Oh, none of these teeth are mine. And uh, <laughs> the last junior hockey team I got cut from, I'm, I'm proud to say I got cut from it. It was a little embarrassing, but seven guys went on and turned pro. I wasn't one of them. I was just hanging on the coattails, right? <laughs> uh, I think it was a little more than that, but what a, what a great experience. Did you end up um, going to a professional level of any sort? Well, the thing that was funny, and this is why I really believe you've got to have a coach and a mentor. While I was training to become this great five foot eight NHL star, <laughs> they don't exist. I was a pretty good cyclist. So I was riding my bike every summer. I'd go on these crazy rides from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada to Jasper. would do that in a day and a half. 
my cycling coach said to me, look, if you dropped a couple pounds and you started to really train for some of these spots, you might have a chance to get on the Canadian team and do something. So, um, n- never made it pro. No, <laughs> it was close. Darn close. Two yeah. sports. Well, hockey thing that, that wasn't going to happen, but the cycling thing was close. Grit, determination, and uh, someone there to kind of poke you in the nose. Yeah, and you say you won't sign up for a race that you can't win. Does that keep you from pushing yourself into environments where you don't belong yet? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, one of the teams I coach is the U.S. Uh, Nordic uh, downhill team. And I love cross-country skiing. In fact, um, they also do ski jumping. And they're like, Scott, we want to teach you how to do this. We're going to show you how to you know, jump off the 90 meter. And I did it. Now, I'm not going to enter a competition to go off the 90 meter. So I'll do things that are fun. I'll have a good time. But Benji, if you called me up and said, hey, Scott, we're going to do the whiskey off-road in Prescott, um, you know, you ready to go? I'd say, no, I need to train for that. I need to really prepare because... I, I just can't wake up the next day unless I put it all out there and I've had a darn good chance of being on the podium. So it's more about the mindset that you're going into the event with. If you sign up, then your mindset is I'm going to go win. You're not sandbagging and picking the the lesser than events. You're just making sure that you're prepared in every way you possibly can bring the 60 year old class and winning it (laughs) (laughs) i'm about to be 55 um you know i'll sandbag if there's a race out there with a couple hundred people i think i can win i'm gonna join Uh, (laughs) but no i'm I'm not going to just step in and i tell my clients that as well is that if you really want to get to where you want to be you got to put these reps in we always talk about level 10 meetings I tell them you got to do 51 level 10 meetings a year. I'll give you Christmas off. But if you can put those reps in and really dig in deep and go for that 10 out of 10, you can usually get to where you want to be. What is your, how would you classify, um, with that kind of a background, how would you classify your style of teaching? Yeah, I always tell clients when I, well, when we go through the onboarding conversation that um, if they're ready for, some of a lot of passion and energies. Some people will call that hyperactive, um, but we've got a structure we follow, so that helps. But just that enthusiasm and level of passion, and uh, I'm gonna push you, and I always tell my clients, I'm gonna push you to bleed out of your eyes. And by that, I mean, sometimes there's gonna be some really tricky things in the room, but I'm gonna push you, I'm gonna push you, I'm gonna push you to the point where we almost break, because when we almost break and we recover from that adversity, we can get almost anything we want. I'm going to go back a little bit. After your successful attempts at both hockey and cycling, that's what I'm going to call them because you learned a ton. Yeah. Um, what's your business? What was your business journey? You know, a couple of years out of, in a corporate environment after I graduated from my not so specialized degree. It took me about five and a half years to get through college. So I'm a, a big believer you don't need a specialized degree. I got lucky. I got hired by a major corporation. They probably shouldn't have hired me. I wasn't from business school, but the guy liked me. I spent about three years there and I did incredibly well, but I just wasn't a corporate guy. And they were selling the same late eighties called software that appeared to be a passing fad. I knew it wasn't. My soon to be father-in-law basically said, you know, we're, he's a superintendent of schools. And he said, we've got this product that Apple's made. It's not that great. Maybe you should make one or find some people to help you with that. I got lucky enough and had a pretty good circle and 
me and a couple partners, we built a really cool company called School Logic over the course of about 15 years to be a really a leader in the K-12 admin space for schools assist, school districts around North America and Europe. Got a little tired toward the end and exited. And the cool thing was before I exited, I knew there was something else out there for me. And so I'd been investing and advising other entrepreneurs. And really that led to my next stage of just becoming a professional business coach, which was just, you know, the light bulbs just went off. The last 12 years for me have just been absolutely incredible. And you were, you were introduced to EOS, how? <laughs> I fell backwards into it, Chris. Um, you know, I was a fan of Rockefeller Habits when they first came out, E-Myth, um, gosh, Think and Grow Rich. I must have read that thing a million times. And it wasn't until one of my clients uh, said, hey, have you read this book called Traction? And I'm not afraid when a client brings me a book um, to take a peek at it. And I was ashamed, I was embarrassed that I hadn't put together these simple practical tools. And I wouldn't be where I am right now if Gino hadn't created traction because light bulbs went off and a really good buddy of mine, Ted Bradshaw, who had actually been on the, the podcast said, Scotty, you need to do this and don't ask me any more questions. So <laughs> both feet in. Listen. What's that? When Ted speaks, you really should listen. <laughs> well, I set him up with his wife, so if he gives me good advice, oh, I will. Really? Uh, all right, let's go there. No, <laughs> <laughs> she's a sweetheart. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I have a lot of. I admire Ted. He's a good buddy, and he said, "Scott, this will take your practice, and especially your clients, to the next level." And it wasn't about me; it was about my clients. And haven't looked back since. It's been amazing. How many years has it been now? Business coach, twelve years. Uh, certified, certified with EOS quotes around that three years. So I was a little rogue back in the day. Yeah. Very rogue. So it was the, was it the, the structure that uh, you were seeking? It was the structure. It was the 20 tools that are within our toolbox. It was the ability to say, here's how we onboard. Here's how we build vision. Here's the eight questions in the VTO. This is your two page strategic business plan, which is just dynamite. And here's how we reset every quarter, because we all know that as human beings, we need to reset every 90 days. And when we do that, off we go to the races. So it was that structure. And then, of course, we talked about the annual planning season that we're in right now. Boy, those annuals are amazing. It's the pinnacle of the year. And some of my clients have gone through COVID and they're just kicking ass and taking names. You don't need anyone's permission to change the world. At Roundtable Companies, we'll work together to discover your most compelling story for a book, film, or brand. Come to our table and tell your tale. We'll listen, and together we'll discover the story that needs to be told to create your greatest impact. Their clients say it all. Dr. Danny McVetty, founder and CEO of Lap of Love, said, RTC has made my lifelong dream of writing a book easier and more imaginative than I would have thought possible. I had no idea where or how to start, but with RTC, all I had to do was talk. They take my ideas, organize them, put color to my stories, and make them into a compilation that I'm incredibly proud of. This process has quite literally been a dream come true. Start telling your story today. Visit roundtablecompanies.com for more information. Scott, we were talking before we were rolling tape about the just common bond of the three of us all being entrepreneurs and going through that. 
um, the ups, the downs, the pains, the failures. And you were very, very passionate about bringing all of that, especially the, the failures, not even failures, but the, the hard moments into your practice, into the session room um, as part of your gift to your client. Can you share more about that? Yeah, you know, I, I just go back to when I was a kid. I, I really thought I was going to be an NHL hockey player. Everyone told me I was going to be. When <laughs> I'm bleeding face down on the ice, all my teeth being knocked out by a slap shot, the coach tapped me on the shoulder saying, get back out there, it'll impress everybody. I said, okay, I better go and do that. So I get out there, there's blood all over the place, put in a couple shifts. He said, now you can leave. You, you know, can hit the, the change room. And about a month later, he cut me. And he's like, you'll be fine, kid. You know, you showed me you got the gut. Uh, I don't know if I can use this word, the balls to really carry through. I knew from that point onward that I could really, and I was bleeding through my face, I could bleed through my eyes to get there. And found the same thing applies to sports as it does in business. And sometimes we just got to gut it out. But if we've got a plan, we've got a step of action that we can get there, you can get through that adversity. And again, when you know I walked away from School Logic, that was probably the most depressed I'd been in my life. I was early 40s, young family, got to pay for college, all the rest. But I just went back to all those experiences I'd learned through my life and realized that I can overcome if I've got a plan. And if I've got the ability to really lead and help my clients, we'll get there. And, you know, Benj, I'm glad you asked that question. I'll never look back because I've seen some really bad stuff in my life, but I'll never look back just to know I've got that in my back pocket. I think sometimes when we... Um... Or more bleeding through the eyes. I want to know where that expression came from. I've never heard that before. <laughs> the, um, I think what gets in our way is not that we can't gut it out and get through, but we're not even confident in what's on the other side if we do. And, you know, am I, am I bleeding through my eyes for no reason? Is there another side in sight? And if I get there, is it what I want it to be? And um, that's where... I think the team that's around the table in those session rooms matters because if you're trying to do that all on your own or on your own and pull these other people with you to believe, um, yeah, it's tiring to have a lot of that on all your shoulders. Wow. It's a great point. So I'll use a cycling analogy and then I'll bring it back into the session room for you. If you're on a great cycling team, you've got a sprinter, you've got a climber, you've got a lead out man, you've got some domestiques. And anybody can win on any given day on a good team. And if you're supporting one another, you understand the vision, you surround yourselves with those core values off to the races. And I tell all my entrepreneurial teams, entrepreneurial teams that, um, that if we're really ready to persevere, but we're on the same page with where we're going and we can really prop each other up and live and breathe by those core values, we can win any race we enter. So where did the bleeding through the eyes expression come from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was preparing to go to Worlds, intimidated, just incredibly intimidated, knowing that I'm up against Olympic champions, world champions, like these guys who are just genetically, they're just like specimens, you know, and here I am doing my thing. <laughs> and my coach would say to me, he'd say, Russ Mack, we're going to do these eight by two minute standing VO2 max sessions. And whoever doesn't know what a VO2 max is, it's your blood ratio that allows you to produce oxygen through your lungs and fight through. And he just said, we need to push you so you can get to this point. And every sprint is for the finish line. And if you don't pass out on any given day, you're not training hard enough. 
<laughs> it was a little crazy. It was Norwegian. He just, his accent, he'd say, you must bleed through your eyes. If you're not bleeding through your eyes, you're not trying hard enough. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so yeah, that's where it came from. And I tell people all the time, you really got to push through that. But if you can train with adversity, when the actual event comes, it's a lot easier. So true. So true. All right. So I'm going to put you on the spot. We hadn't talked about this. I have no idea if you've ever thought about it before. Three greatest entrepreneurial lessons that you learned from hockey. Wow. You had better train and prepare for adversity, because if you don't train or prepare, you're not going to get there. And I know that's a little bit of repeat from last time. And by the way, um, you better be in the right place at the right time when all those things come together. Because whoever says they're super smart and that's how they got there, I don't agree. You're in the right place at the right time. You've done all those things. You got a really good chance for success. All right. So that was two preparation, <laughs> right place, right time. What's number three? I'm glad you pushed for number three. Um, there's no I in team, okay? There's no me in team. You could back it up and say, yeah, it's me, it's I. You got to surround yourself with people who are going to push you, coaches, mentors, teammates, who are really going to push you to get there. You've had a, a lot of coaches and you place a lot of value in that. You even made the comment earlier that you wouldn't not have a coach in your life. What makes a good coach for you? Wow, that's good. Um, Someone who's been there, done that. I need someone who's battle-tested, um, has shown the experience. And they don't have to have won an Olympic gold medal or what have you, but they've got to be battle-tested. Someone who's really trained, put in a, a path that's led to success that can show me that they've planned to win, they've executed to win. But also they've got that mindset of praise in public, criticize in private. They're not going to you know, drag you up in front of everyone and say, here's how you failed. You can help course correct in front of everyone else, but they're going to take you aside and create a personal plan for you. But then the other part is really, it's how are you going to show up? What's your mindset? What's your attitude for that day? And a really good friend of mine was the first North American to win a gold medal in ski jumping and cross country skiing. And he told me I had a seven out of seven day, but my attitude was right. I had a great team around me. And luckily enough, I drafted to the finish line and won the thing. Did you ever race Greg Lamont? or uh, Lance? Uh, I've ridden with Lance and I've raced against a Canadian guy named Steve Bauer and then a, uh, an American named Alexi Graywall. So I raced against some of those guys and then a guy named Alex Stita from Edmonton who was the first Canadian to win the, uh, the yellow jersey. So yeah, some of those guys, uh, they stuck it to me pretty good, Chris. Uh, they, helped, um, they helped mold you who you are today, for sure. Tell us about the entrepreneurial field guide you've been working on. Yeah, Bench, I appreciate that. Um, it's something I've been working on for probably four or five years now. And uh, it's really just a 90-day journal on steroids. Um, it sets up with a bunch of lessons for a burgeoning entrepreneur and then some steps and exercises that you can put into your day, your week, into your quarter. because so it's really based on a quarterly reset. So weekly planning pages with the purview of the year and the quarter, and then just a ton of journaling pages so you can reflect and really learn from what happened the day before so you can see, succeed and move on. When will that be available, Scott? Well, it is, I'm going to press sign off tonight. So we will, we will see, um, should be on Amazon before Christmas. Oh, right on. Nice, nice. Is that more, more of a personal tool than a team tool? 
That's a great question. I know you've never read it. It is a personal tool. Uh, if you're on a team, it can be very useful. But, you know, I jump into what's your wildly important goal? How are you going to measure yourself every day? You know, wake up with gratitude. What are the reps you're going to put in? What does your, your version of success look like every week? Because as an individual, we need to be able to reflect every week and say, did I win this week? Did I lose this week? How am I going to learn from the past and really step up to the plate next week to knock the ball out of the park? What's the yeah. title? The title is The Entrepreneur's Field Guide. A great compliment to the Clarity Field Guide, I bet. Hey, you know what? I, I think we need to combine forces. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that could be pretty powerful. So, Scott, um, we're, we're excited about your book, and we'll make sure that's all in the show notes for everybody to find it. But I got to ask you this question, because we're on video, and our podcast is only audio, so our, our listeners can't see you, but... You have a, what appears to be a wooden surfboard behind you. I yeah, use surf too. Yeah. What yeah. <laughs> don't you do? Yeah. Good question. You know, I took up surfing a number of years ago and I, went, I wasn't that great at it. I could get up. My wife was better than me. That was a little bit frustrating. She's a good athlete. And I will go back to the coaching thing. I found a professional surf coach. And I signed up with this guy to go serving three days a week for six months. And then he set me on a path. And I'll tell you, after six months, I could make the turn. I could carve. And you know what, Chris? It's just the perfect analogy for my life. If you got the right people who can really put you on that plan, off you go. But the definition of the best surfer out there is the one with the biggest smile on his face. And I come in quite often with a big smile on my face. Awesome. Yeah, as we wrap, we'd love to just open it up for one burning thought, final piece of wisdom, guidance, quote of the day. What would you want Tractionville to know as they're gearing up for their week to lead their organizations? You know, Bench, I really believe that if you don't design your life with your purpose in mind, someone else will do it for you. That is so good. That'll cut that Steve. Scott, thank you so much. Where can we send people to find out more about you, your practice, and your book? Yeah, they can go to my website. It's pretty simple. Scott Rusnak, R-U-S as in Scott, N-A-K.com, or just about to be launched on our entrepreneursfieldguide.com website. Beautiful. We'll have those in the show notes as always. Tractionville, uh, I hope that you pick up a little bit of Scott's intensity to take into your week with you. And if there's something in here that challenged you, give him some feedback, give us some feedback. We love to hear it. See you next week for Tractionville Tuesday. <laughs>